0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of Fire podcast. It's been a while since we've uh, done one of these, and uh, we're glad to finally be back. Uh, I am Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life, and I have both of my co-hosts with me. Uh, There's Zach and Martin. You fellas want to say hello? Yeah, what's What's up? So, the Halo right right here. All right. (laughs) And the Halo opinion as well. Thank God. Well, fellas, uh, again, glad to have you guys back as well. And uh, we've got a bit to discuss since it's been a little while uh, since we've done a podcast. Uh, so, uh, we might as well just go ahead and jump in, jump into it. Uh, f- I know from the last time, uh, basically I said that, you know, I've kind of wanted to get away from just rereading the, uh, the bulletin because really anybody can do that. So, uh, uh, you know, we're not really going to go over the bulletin, the of bulletin, uh, point for point per se, though we may bring up certain topics about it. Uh, but the first thing that uh, we're going to s- discuss, which is kind of exciting for us. Uh and especially those of you who are in the competitive and more specifically the pro community. Uh Eric Gostiami Hewitt uh has finally joined three four three. Uh I know Zach, you're pretty happy about that. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we both Zach and I were, uh, lucky enough to, uh, meet, uh, Ghost at, uh, at my land that I had in August of last year. Uh, nice fella, uh, good fella there, uh, intelligent and, uh, <clears throat> certainly very knowledgeable about the pro aspects of Halo. So, uh, you know, we were va- very happy to hear that, uh, he's finally been hired by them. So, to go along with that, uh we can now uh, mention that uh there's uh four uh, former pro players then with uh, 343 of course bravo uh who you know we all know as uh you know uh, uh an announcer for the tournaments and now with uh, halo waypoint in the uh, the job of community manager um <clears throat> he uh he is under bs angel now and he usually is the one uh, that writes the halo bulletins uh, the other two, uh, were, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, um, Dursky and, uh, Neighbor, and, uh, and then, again, uh, finally followed up by Ghost. So, personally, uh, I would have liked to have seen Ghost, uh, get in there sooner, but, uh, I'm just glad he's in there now.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: <laughs> I think, um, I was going to on, Zach. No, I was just going to say that, uh, if,
1: uh, if there's anybody who's deserving of it, it's definitely, definitely Ghostyami. His passion and his knowledge of what the game needs is um, off the chart. Yeah,
0: it's definitely unparalleled. You know, and he's still, you know, I mean, he he had been doing uh, uh, competitive settings, uh, even for Halo 4 as well. So, you know, he still had his hands in it, and he took a little break for a while. So, again, it's nice to see him get back into it, and this time officially. What were you going to say, Martin? I was just going to say. I mean, uh, when when the news first sort of broke about it, like, I tweeted something
2: about it regarding it, and uh, he was nice enough to favourite it and, and retweet it back. You know, and it just goes to show what kind of a, sort of a opinion on the community. He doesn't know who I am, obviously, right, even right. though uh, I'm affiliated with, through you. But it um, just goes to show his kind of character, which is it's very cool that he uh, finally got the position with
0: 343. Yeah. You know, on, on that note, um, <clears throat> he's also associated with, uh, beyond entertainment and he put up a, uh, a post, uh, thanking people. Uh, and, uh, I was lucky enough that, uh, I was one of the folks that he put in a list of people, uh, that he wanted to thank for their contribution to the halo community. So that's definitely a shout out back to ghost. Thank you for mentioning me. Um, you know, uh, and, Uh, By extension, uh, that, of course, includes both you and uh, both Zach and Martin, uh, because without you guys, uh, Spirit of Fire wouldn't be the full podcast that it is. (laughs) Oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, some more Halo news. Uh, We've got Spartan Assault uh, finally coming out uh, the 31st of this month of January uh, for the 360. As we know, this came out for Windows 8 devices in uh, the summer of last year and then for the Xbox One uh, in December of last year. So we have to wait uh, just a little bit more than a month, and we're finally, for those of us that are going to get it on the 360, we'll have a chance to play it. Uh, Zach, I know you mentioned previously to me that uh, you saw some bad reviews on IGN. Was it? Uh it was, oh, it was me, I think Oh, was that Martin? Uh, okay, uh, my
2: apologies. Not the flashes of views. I believe they called it, um, I think it was a bad shooter dressed in halo sounds and effects. A bad uh, what? A bad sort of uninspired, an uninspired game is what they called it. Really? Wrapped in halo. Yeah, uninspired, wrapped in halo sounds
0: and effects. Hmm. Well, you know, now i, I got to say this, um, and I'm not going to even really get into discussion about IGN, because their reviews can be all over the place, so whatever. Uh, I agree. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah, I've watched enough uh, Spartan Assault uh, footage through, uh, through Twitch, uh, Twitch TV, and... Uh, uh, I personally like it, uh, just from what I've seen, even though I haven't had the chance to play it yet. Uh, the fact that it's uh, it's a top-down shooter, so the top-down effect is kind of like Halo Wars, but it's still a shooter. Not It's not first-person, it's really third-person overview. Uh, but still, you know, you have your Halo characters, you have your Halo vehicles, the weapons and all that. So um, I already like the look of it. And the fact that, you know, we're not talking about... A full-on title here. We're talking about just a little mini title, um, and in fact, it's going to release for the arcade uh, on uh, the on the 360, and it already has on the Xbox One. Fifteen dollars normally games are ten dollars. Uh for me, I had been saying all along that I was willing to pay fifteen dollars for another Halo uh experience and uh maybe they heard me, so I guess you guys could blame me for the extra five bucks. But anyways yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. 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 So I think, Send your hate mail to um, uh, Martin <laughs> Smittenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh,
2: look, I've got to be honest with you. I, I, I love it. I think it's still Halo, so Halo, any bit of Halo sort of centric. Uh, um, you played it then? We can get our hands on Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, bastard. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a good game. It, it's, it's exactly what it says it is. It's an arcade halo game it's, right it's it's meant to be like that and i think as long as you don't sort of look look too far past that you've got to take it for what it is and enjoy
0: it right and let's put things in a perspective too okay we're talking 15 dollars now uh however that equates down in australia there i'm not sure probably roughly around the same amount i'd imagine 20 20 believe it or not okay okay and i know and i know for zach because he lives in chicago and the cost of living is higher there much higher than pittsburgh 15 dollars is not as much to him as it is to me uh well, maybe it is, I don't know, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyways, the point is is fifteen dollars, what can that really get you now? Like that can get you one movie ticket unless you unless you get in on a matinee, like on a Saturday morning. Uh, you know, and that's you know, and, and maybe you can then take yourself and one other person to a movie that lasts for, you know, usually two hours and then it's done. Okay. Well, at least with Spartan Assault, you now have the game and you can play it over and over, and believe me, it takes longer than just two hours to finish the game. Not not to mention the fact that with Xbox One and 360, there are additional uh, missions to complete. You've got the achievements to go for. Uh, so there 's you know a lot more involved in this game, so for fifteen dollars, if somebody 's going to knock the game you know it 's just an arcade game, okay, it's, so it's right. take it for what it really is. is it meant to be a full on triple a you know uh you know it, uh, just superior halo game not really it 's supposed to be something that you do uh, you know for a little side fun i mean that 's why I came out for the windows eight you know yeah. you know it, it was an app for the windows eight I mean do you really expect? You know, even though, even though it's Halo, do you really expect it to be something huge like a full-on AAA game? I mean, that would be expecting too much of it, I would say. Yeah, no, it's like a tablet-developed game, pretty much. Right. And then and then they were able to... Uh, it was easy to, to transfer that over to the Xbox One because that runs on Windows 8 as well. They had a little bit of work to do then with the, uh, uh, the 360. <clears throat> and so far, knock on wood, I haven't heard any uh, changes to... Uh, The date. Now, speaking about the date, by the way, guys, uh, 343 has still not officially said that that's the date. However, I was able, the reason why I know this is the date is I was able to discover it on Xbox.com. Pretty much every day from when it released for the Xbox One, I started looking on... uh, on xbox.com i shouldn't say every day definitely from january 1st because they said it was going to release in january uh, i was looking every day sometimes a couple times a day to see if there was anything any news about uh spartan assault and sure enough a few days ago uh it popped up and there it was and i followed the link and there it said it august or i'm sorry august yeah oh, no no back it up <laughs> january 31st so you know I mean, it's kind of a little bummer. You know, they did say it's going to be in January sometime, but, you know, it's the end of January. I just wish they would have said it. I don't get the secrecy behind that kind of stuff. Like, the game's already been out for Windows 8. It's now out for Xbox One. And so it's not a new game. So, you know, re- the release, they did it really need to be secret? I don't think so. But, anyways, I was glad to find it out. I tried to uh, pry that from their hands, you know, like, come on, just tweet it out. But they, they didn't want to give it, make it official yet. So, And I even... Mm-hmm. Um, I even contacted Vanguard games. they're the actual developers of the game to see if they would tweet something and uh yeah they haven't done it either so yeah hopefully again, knock on wood that it uh, will still be coming out uh, january thirty first
1: yeah
0: <clears throat> okay uh let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna switch the thing that we have on uh, our format here uh and we're next thing we're gonna talk about is um the fact that three four three uh, has managed to mix it up a little bit in matchmaking and kind of provide some stability now uh, with uh, some of the things that they're doing. Uh, so what we're going to talk about is uh, the rotational playlists, matchmaking updates, um, uh, the new Spartan Bowl that's coming up uh, on Super Bowl weekend, and then the new game-type paintball. So, uh, Zach, why don't you go ahead and start, You want whichever one of those topics you want to talk about, and then we'll go from there. Well, I think uh,
1: the biggest thing that I noticed that was kind of interesting to me is that 343 has kind of taken this population that's kind of dwindled down to, like, people who, like, still enjoy the game, want to play Halo, and kind of brainstormed a way to try to make it, like, new and fresh, like, each, like, I think it's, like, a week and a half the playlists are out. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Sorry. It's two, every two weeks. So yeah, I think they've done a really good job of rotating some playlists. Like there was Rocket Race, there was uh, I think right now it's like Big Team SWAT. Is that correct? No, right uh, now, like team apartment. DLC, Team DLC. Yes, Team DLC. Um, even though you know DLC isn't that uh, populated because nobody has it.
0: But the but the good thing is is at least <laughs> it's there for those people that do yeah. have it that the, they mm. know they can go in and play it and they're going to be able to get a DLC map.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, each week I've I've been kind of, like, surprised at, like, how they've showed, like, oh, this week we're going to have this, this week we're going to have this, this mm-hmm. week we're going to have this. So that way you can kind of, like, watch out for it and say, oh, you know, if, I could put this, you know, if you're really into it, like, into your calendar and say, oh, this week I'm going to play, like, King of the Hill and get my King of the Hill wins or whatever. Right. You know, I think they've done a really good job of, like, I think they realize what they have isn't the greatest, but they're trying to make it the best that they can for the people who still play and not forget about
0: those people. Right. Right. Yeah. I I agree with you on that. Um, uh, Certainly with the, you know, the rotational playlist, it's uh, you know, it's been nice. Some of the things they've added in Um, the, the new game type that they've added in, they've actually added a few, but we're going to specifically talk about paintball. uh, And there's a reason for that for me. Um, I do not use the plasma pistol I just I just you know the the rare times that i do it 's only to drain a vehicle so that then you know you can board it or destroy it, uh, but I rarely have ever used it for actually killing so uh, I was happy to find out that uh, the paintball was finally being put into matchmaking. And I got a little bit of a tie-in here in that uh, Pete the Duck, who is a well-known forger in the Halo community, uh, he forged the map for paintball. And um, I had actually gamed with him several times. Uh, it was on a different map, uh, but using the paintball settings. Uh, they're a little different now in matchmaking than what he had. But the point is it was nice to be able to get an idea of what uh, we might possibly see in matchmaking um, now what 's cool what 's pretty cool about this is on uh, on Monday night when uh, when I went live, which actually was Monday morning, but uh, by Monday night um, I was playing with a few other people, and uh, I knew Pete was going to be getting on and he 's on my friend 's list so I uh, as soon as he got on, I messaged him you know said you know see if he wanted to play some paintball, sure enough, he came in and uh, the guy 's actually pretty good at paintball and you kind of hope so since he made yeah. the map you know? <laughs> but um but yeah he uh he was pretty good uh played a few games with us and then he went to play with some other folks and uh you know it was just it was nice to have him there um uh, you know, it was I know it was enjoyable for the other uh, fellows that were with me there that, uh, you know, they got to play with the guy that created the map, so that was pretty cool. It was a nice little uh, thing for everybody. Um, so, again, though, I'm very happy about Paintball being in because, you know, I'm one of those folks that does chase uh, commendations, and the big reason why I chase them is, you know, through normal gameplay, I've been able to get most of those commendations pretty high up there already. So now I'm to those last few where, you know, they're either weapons I don't use or, you know, or they're games I don't necessarily play. So now to have a game type that affords me the opportunity to get one of those commendations and it's a fun game type, then I'm happy about that. I'm going to play it. So I've been playing a little bit of it. I I do have to say the first day I played it, um, I think I got... Uh, and it was maybe only about two hours or so that I played. I got seventy kills with the plasma pistol. That's more in that in that little time frame on that one day. That's more plasma pistol kills than I had in the fourteen months prior since Halo Four came out. Yeah. So what's that tell you? You know. Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, now I had a discussion with uh, another friend of mine his name is nevin douglas he uh, he goes by the name of cruel legacy uh we had a discussion on uh, twitter the other day that kind of was talking about this and about you know well people playing for commendations kind of you know takes away from uh from team gameplay and changes how you play and you know what i agree with that if you're going for commendations within a game type that isn't specific to that commendation but in this case because paintball is plasma pistols only Well, there's nothing else you can do but just use your plasma pistol. So, in this case, I see nothing wrong with it. Go in, have fun, uh, you know, shoot them up. Now, in paintball, for those of you that haven't played it, uh, it's only, uh, you only get one um, life per round. There's five rounds in the game, uh, and it's 4v4. And there's no jumping, there's uh, unlimited sprint. And I will tell you this, that the rounds usually go by really fast. Um, you know, as soon as uh, one or two people die from one team, that's it. They're going to be dead pretty quick. Um, it'd be really cool if I was just thinking about this. It'd be really cool if they had like a, uh, like
1: a lightning flag version of that.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> with just plasma pistols,
1: yeah, and then hey. like a flag in the middle or something, and you had to score it back to your base. Oh
0: my god! You know what? You should bring that up to Bravo. You know, yeah. I'm sure he didn't. You know, he'd entertain the idea. i Certainly, when uh, when it came out, I made sure to tweet uh, Bravo and ask him for a bolt shot variant of that because again, oh, yeah. that's another one of those weapons that I don't use, and many of the people that I game with do not use the bolt shot on a consistent basis. So, you know, that could be either a secondary weapon where you can. Switch between the bolt shot and the uh, and the plasma pistol, or just have a complete bolt shot variant where everybody has bolt shots. Um, you know, that's just something I'd like to see. And uh, it was nice enough they did tweet me back, and uh, he said that they would uh, they would consider that. So who knows? Maybe we'll get that too. Uh, Martin, you got any uh, anything you want to discuss mm-hmm. on uh, matchmaking updates or rotational playlists or anything else?
2: No, nothing really played as specific. One thing I've noticed, I've noticed that there does seem to be a wee bit of community push to come back into Halo at the moment. The last probably few days that I've jumped on, the population's been better than normal. Like I don't know whether that's just because it's the weekend or it's just the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of people playing at the moment, which is good to see in comparison to where it has been.
0: Right. Well, maybe maybe that's a little tie-over from Christmas if other people got Halo 4 at Christmas. Um, I think, uh, going back more to what Zach was saying, though, about how 343 has been more proactive in you know in changing things up and giving us some new things to look forward to i think that's helped to draw some people back in uh certainly mm-hmm. with uh you know the, the hype just now starting for the next game uh, and for the TV show, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, that might also be drawing some people back in. But before we leave this this particular topic, we do have one other game type to mention that I mentioned at the beginning, beginning of this, and that's uh, Spartan Bowl. Uh, That is 343's interpretation of the Super Bowl within Halo. Uh, If you recall, Turkey Bowl, uh, that happened during Thanksgiving. For those of you not in the U.S., that was at the end of November last year. Uh, Americans, we uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, At that point, it's the last Thursday of every November. Anyways, uh, during that time, they had Turkey Bowl, uh, which uh, allowed you to play... uh, uh, ricochet with a whole bunch of shields on the uh, on the ground, and uh, and it was it, I can't remember if it was preset loadouts or your own loadouts. You guys remember which it was? I think it was I think it was preset loadouts because I don't recall. I think it was because I don't recall being able to fly in the air. So yeah, probably was preset. Uh, but now they uh, they have created Spartan Bowl and there's a big reason why Um, they would probably have done something anyways but because 343 is based out of Kirkland Washington which is right next to Seattle uh, and we all know that the Seattle Seahawks are in the Super Bowl uh, they really wanted to get into this so the two teams uh, the the team colors that you'll be playing there'll be one side that'll be wearing uh, the Seahawks and then there'll be the other team that'll be wearing the Broncos color. Uh the Broncos beat the uh uh Patriots, that's right. Uh we uh, yeah. were gonna talk about that. Huh? Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, for everybody that doesn't know Martin's a big Patriots fan, loser. Anyways okay. so, love, love. I love you, buddy. I love you. Uh but anyways, so, yes. Yeah, Spart-
2: no, the worst thing is I have no comeback to that because yep. you don't care that, I mean, you care that <laughs> Pittsburgh didn't even make the playoffs, but not as much as I care about my poor Patriots. <laughs>
0: my poor, poor Patriots. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. Anyways, so, so, yeah, so that playlist is going to be available uh, from I believe it's the Friday to the Sunday or maybe even Monday. Now here's the interesting thing about this. The Super Bowl itself, the real Super Bowl, The date of that might change due to weather. Uh, As we know, earlier in the week, um, the stadium was just covered with snow. I mean, there was, you know, several inches of snow all in the stands, the field, and everything else. So in the event of inclement weather, uh, they may push the Super Bowl up a couple days or back, whichever. Uh, So the good thing is with the Spartan Bowl being available, we've got several days to play that. So you don't have to worry about playing Spartan Bowl on the day of the Super Bowl, for those of you that are going to watch it like myself. And I imagine Zach, I don't know if Martin will, but...
2: <laughs> hey
0: just, just just one quick thing. Yeah. Do you think if when you score
2: a goal that the Broncos team will go Omaha? <laughs> oh, be awesome. that, would be Omaha.
0: <laughs> that would be funny. That uh, would be funny. Yeah. That's good. That'd be awesome. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. And, but then yeah. if Seattle scores, what would they say? <laughs> I'm the best
2: damn quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> <That's it>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the best in the world. I'm gonna shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways, mm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, certainly when I play that, I'll make sure to save the game type and have it, you know, and uh, that'll be fun. Zach, was it Zach? Did you mention something uh, else that had shields, or was that Martin about another kind of a game type? Uh, oh, for I, I I uh,
1: tweeted a Halo Waypoint earlier yesterday or today. I, I think it was today, and I was. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about this, but I was, like, scrolling through my phone, and they had a tweet about the SWAT voting or whatever, voting for the new SWAT playlist. Yeah. And, or the variant. And, like, I I looked at them, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, where's SWAT guns? Hmm? SWAT guns. And, and I was like, and then I tweeted Halo 8 point. I was like, hey, what about uh, bringing back uh, rage-inducing game-type, like, SWAT guns? Yeah. And then I said, and then I said, shield doors are a must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh yes, SWAT was fun, but yeah. very rage inducing. Yeah, at the
0: same time. yeah. Well, there's there could be a lot of camping with That's that going on, you know. And <laughs> but yeah. By the way, speaking of that, since we didn't mention that, uh, the uh, the next uh, rotational playlist coming up uh, is going to be a SWAT variant, and you have your choices uh, between, I believe it's uh, King of the Hill, Oddball, and. What was the last one? Neutral flag, I believe it was a neutral flag. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you have your opportunity to vote in that. Go to Halo Waypoint, go in their forums, find the link for that, and uh, you know you can vote for the next variant uh, in SWAT to uh, to come out for the rotational playlist. And uh, personally, I I voted for King of the Hill uh, for a couple of reasons um, that. Um, one, if you are, uh, if you have a flag, then uh, yes, you'll have the magnum, but still, you know, y- you're going to have that big marker over your head. And so people are just going to be shooting your ass. If you have the oddball, then you can't even shoot at all. And again, you have that big marker over your head. So, you know, those really aren't conducive to SWAT, uh, sh- yeah, SWAT, Um <laughs> But if you have King of the Hill, even though yes you're you're gonna be in the hill and it's a little bit more of an enclosed area and people will be shooting you, the point is is you'll still be able to shoot back and score points at the same time. So that's the one that made the most sense for me, although I think when I voted on it, uh the votes were pretty fairly even. So we'll see where that's at whenever uh whenever the voting ends for that. And Swat Hill is gonna be insane. Part <laughs> of that. Okay, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the next topic in the list. The, by the way, guys, uh, the, the two topics prior to that, I'm going to move that to, uh, to, towards the end, okay? All right, sure. so the next topic then we have uh, is about Mortal Dictata. I have covered this uh, in several articles this week on the blog. Uh, if, again, for those that don't know, that's com. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mortal Dictata is the third in the Kilo 5 trilogy that's been written by Karen Travis, and, uh, and it picks up uh, with, uh, with the squad uh, searching for uh, Stefan... Uh, Sensky, who is a uh, is, is a known uh, terrorist, uh, a known uh, arms dealer, and uh, they've come to find out that he has uh, gotten hold of a Covenant warship. Uh, that's called the pious inquisitor and this covenant worship has one of those uh, ventral beams uh, that's used to glass planets so they're worried then that he would use that uh, on earth in some capacity Uh, now just so you guys are aware and i'm trying not to give out too many um, spoilers here so you know close your ears for a moment if you don't want to listen All of you. But uh, anyways, (laughs) Stefan Sensky is actually the father of Naomi, who is one of the Spartans, Spartan 2s, mind you. And uh, she is also on the Kilo 5 squad. So uh, it looks like this book... Uh, Is going to come to a head with there being some kind of a meeting with them. Not necessarily meeting, maybe a chance meeting, maybe them going to battle against each other, who knows. So um, I've already read halfway into the book, and I have to say that I'm pretty riveted by it. I personally actually like Karen Travis's writing, Um, uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of fun. She gets into the heads of the characters so that you uh, you don't just hear what they're saying, but you know what they're thinking. Uh, I think there's a lot of good character development in this. So I hope that she uh, c- continues on and does some more writing for Halo. Again, I like her style. Again, there's other folks that I know that don't. Um, and, you know, to each their own. Um, I still read it because it's a Halo story. I read all of them regardless of who wrote it. Uh, yes, there are some authors that I like better than others, but the point is, is for me, being a big Halo fan, and I, I, for me, it's practically an obligation, but in this case with uh, Karen Travis's trilogy, I've really enjoyed it thus far. So I highly recommend it. Uh, it is out now. In fact, it came out on the 21st. Um, you can get it. I got it through Amazon and it was on discount for, I think about $1, twelve bucks and then there's shipping of course. Uh, but the actual, uh, P- price on the book is 16.99 for uh for the soft cover so you can go to any of your local uh bookstores and if you do by the way let me uh, suggest to you to that you go to a mom and pop store uh lord knows Barnes and Noble and those other big stores they get plenty of other you know business so you know give your uh give your mom and pop store uh, an opportunity to make some money and uh give your dollars to them yeah uh, shout out to the local business oh yeah definitely
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah well you know i i, I do that because um, you know, I think of myself and my blog as being, you know, the little guy as well. So anytime I have an opportunity to promote, you know, small business, small blogs, small websites, that kind of thing, I'm going to do it because again, the bigger sites, the bigger businesses, they've already got the traffic flow that, you know, they, they've already got the dollars coming in, you know, and I want to be able to support those small business people out there. Um, you know, cause They only have, in most cases, themselves uh, or maybe one other person, maybe their, you know, their spouse or maybe one or two employees. So they really struggle for each and every dollar. So, you know, give them them that shot there and uh, give them your money for the book. Okay, uh, let's move on to another thing. Um, Now, we've mentioned previously about Ghost being uh, hired on by uh, 343. Uh, And so it's become apparent that 343 is really taking uh, more notice and look into the pro community. Uh, Also, they've recently hired Tim Longo. And Tim Longo uh, was associated with uh, LucasArts. In fact, he was on the game Republic Commando, which for me was one of the best uh, Star Wars games that I played. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And in fact, um, the way that the game plays is somewhat Reminiscent of Halo, uh, in uh, in that it's uh, uh, oh gosh, if I recall, it's first person. I could be wrong. Maybe it's third person. But the point is, is you're you're a squad of super soldiers. Uh, you know, even though they're clones, uh, these guys are a little bit more beefed up. You know, and uh, uh, you know they've got more of a kindred because not just being clones, but because they're commandos. They're a special unit. So in this aspect, it kind of I kind of equate that to them being like Spartans. Maybe not as badass as Spartans, but anyways, the point point is is tim longo worked with that that title and uh so he's not just aware of sci-fi but he's also keenly aware of the soldier aspect of it so for 343 to be able to bring him on i think was just an exceptional hire and i think is going to be very good uh for the franchise going further yeah also he's probably keenly aware of
1: the fan base because Star Wars fans are very demanding.
0: <laughs> yes, I know I am. <laughs> just like just like Halo fans. Yes, uh, so. I've been a Star Wars fan since the beginning, and yes, we are definitely very demanding. <laughs> so I mean, he's got that going for him too. Exactly. All right, uh, Martin. Anything else there, bud? I, I don't want to. I don't want you to feel like we're no, leaving you out, right. man. No, it, it kind of um, kind
2: of brings us back to the whole hiring of Jason uh, Jason Statton again. And, and ah. Just, the, yes. the right direct, the right directions at Microsoft and sort of three 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 four three uh, at EAM currently, um, bringing in the right people for the right job.
0: Right. Um. Now I mention mean, his was, title. Mention what he was previous to this for those that don't know.
2: That is a good question. I'm not too sure what. <laughs> oh, Jason. Jason Statham. Yes.
0: yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, All right. He was. Wasn't he the? Um. He was the community. No, he wasn't. Who was he for Bungie? He was um. Do you remember his job title? I'm trying to remember.
0: Oh gosh, I can't remember the exact title. Yeah, let's no. <laughs> let's go ahead and look it up. You got this, thanks, for throw, th- thanks for throwing that to me. <laughs> yeah, I threw you under the bus, I guess. Give me the correct spelling of his name. I'll look it up while you're talking. Whatever you're talking about.
2: I know he wrote one of the one of the novels. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's uh, what I
0: thought. I thought he was a franchise writer.
2: Um. I think you're right. He he was one of the main key guys for the Halo Bible. I remember him, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name from Bungie. They were literally mm-hmm. in charge of the entire franchise and where the story was going.
0: Right. So um, let's so, so let, let's move forward. Though he he did continue on with Bungie, and he went yeah. with them when they left Microsoft to work yes. on Destiny. But since then, Microsoft has brought him back. He's not working for 343, they're saying, that no, that not. he doesn't have any direct um, uh, work with uh, Halo. That doesn't mean it's necessarily indirect. And they said direct work with Halo games. So yeah, I that leaves they it a they, little I vague. Believe
2: they called him, I believe they called him an executive producer of an untitled project. Yeah. So that, that kind of tells me that it may, of course, it might not be Halo related. But you'd think to come out of your comfort zone from Bungie, right? You'd want to be damn well well paid, yeah, and to go into something you've kind of that you're familiar know. with, exactly, yeah. exactly. So he's hoping anyway.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, yeah. I'm glad you brought him up. That's a very good, uh, very good thing there all right uh so let's uh let's move on to the next thing and this is uh regarding a uh, a tweet by uh Carl um oh gosh I'm going to forget his last name hold on a second here <laughs> Carl uh Cl- yeah I know we're real prepared aren't we no, it's Carl uh mm-hmm. uh he's with um, virgin gaming and uh, he's the community manager there uh, he tweeted uh, I think it was not yesterday but the day before. Uh, about ideas for uh, matchmaking in uh, in Halo, more specifically slanted towards the uh, the pro side of things, and uh, you know, of course, he got a lot of responses from folks, and I happen to uh, chime in as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go over uh, at least what I talked about with Carl, and uh, you know, see what you guys think about that. So uh his question he, he had it was like a three part thing but his question basically was um what uh what kind of uh, farming uh, uh ideas for um competitive gaming uh would you like to see in and, and farming could really mean a lot of different things so uh so Is i then though? No, not Farmville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Farmville, which is owned by Zingo, who has Don Matrick as their president. Yeah. And he was Xbox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. We're not going there. We're not. Yeah, we're definitely not going there. Okay. So what I said, and again, this might not be considered farming, but I think this was something uh, that at least needed to be mentioned. I talked about how in, uh, in competitive gaming now in Halo 4, it's, it's really random uh, a lot of times, and uh, it doesn't feel um, as structured, uh, and I'll get to the reasons why. Uh, but in previous game titles, uh, certainly in Halo 3 and even in Halo Reach, even with the, uh, the added abilities, there still was the structure of um, power weapons where they were going to drop and when they were going to drop and with infinity drops in halo 4 that's thrown that out and the the structure the strategy that we all used in previous games has for the most part gone out the window because of these infinity drops and then on top of that the infinity drops give you random weapons so you never know what you're going to get you might get you know a pissy ass weapon or you know maybe you'll get a fairly decent weapon, or maybe you'll just get an awesome, you know, maybe you'll get a sniper, maybe you'll get a freaking incineration cannon, you know, that can just destroy everything, you know. Uh, But the thing is, you just never know. Now, there is a perk that allows you to basically re-roll the dice, in a sense, and you get another chance, but you still don't know what you're going to get, and in some cases, you get the same damn thing, or at least a few of them are. So, what I suggested was, instead of doing that, essentially, at least for the competitive side of it, do away with the random drops and go with tiered weapon drops. And what I mean by tiered weapon drops is for every 5 kills that you get, uh you would get a weapon drop. Now, your first your first 5 kills, you get your it would be tier 1. And what would you get for that? Well, you would get weapons like maybe a shotgun, uh a uh a needler and that kind of thing. Tier 2 would then go up from there. Uh, you could get a concussion rifle, uh, a DMR, uh, something of that nature. Um, tier 3, uh, and oh, by the way, and Tier 2 would be then once you reached 10 kills, okay? Tier 3 would be once you reached 15 kills. Now, by the way, this is without dying. There's a There would be a penalty for dying, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so once you hit 15 kills, you would hit t- uh, Tier 3, and then you would get... Uh, more powerful weapons, like uh, you would get the rocket launcher, you would get a fuel rod cannon, uh, and uh, possibly a sniper. Tier 4, then, uh, certainly, and that would be a 20 kills, would be an incineration cannon for sure. And the point of that, then, is it would mean that those really skilled players have a chance of getting the better weapons, especially if they can live longer. Now, here's where the death penalty comes into effect, and it was actually brought up by... um, apk who 's also known as a polish korean uh, uh, that 's his uh, gamer tag um, he he mentions that you know we need to have some kind of a death penalty for this, meaning that during your kill streak, if you die, either that meter that you 've uh, attained by getting these kills drops to zero or at least significantly drops so that you know if you're getting you know you 're getting a nice run and maybe you 're on fourteen kills if you die. Well, all of a sudden you've lost a significant portion of that, so you're not going to get you're not going to get that fifteen now. Now you got to work back towards five or ten, or at least start to fill that meter up more. Uh, so I suggested dropping it in half, which is a pretty high penalty, um, but you know for the skilled players they should be able to at least recover that to a point. But what it does basically is it keeps the really really powerful weapons off of the map, and it still keeps most of the game. Uh, pretty uh, level. It's a pretty level playing field. Um, And also because you know what drop you're getting, you know what kind of weapons you will have to choose from and you can call that out to your teammates so they know because of course they'll be able to pick it up as well. So what this does is this puts strategy and structure and tactics back into playing the game as opposed to the complete randomness that we get with Infinity Drops currently. They can keep Excuse me. They can keep infinity drops. That was just me bumping a uh, a box cutter here uh, for stuff, stuff, other stuff. Anyways, ah uh, yes, no, not no, anyways. Whatever. <laughs> it was for Mega <laughs> stuff. Mega block stuff. But anyways, um, they can keep infinity drops in the game, meaning three, four, three, as long as they do that for the social aspect because social that can be as random as you want it to be. That's fine. Um, you know, it still should have some structure as well, but people going into social know that you don't need to take it so seriously. So, you know, you don't need to be as strong on your call outs, you know, or have your strategies down and that kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, but when you go to the competitive side, uh, a lot of competitor, competitive play- players, especially the pros really want to see that structure, So that they know that it's, you know, it's mano a mano, gun versus gun, not, you know, some, and I hate to use the term, but some noob that happens to get a lucky incineration drop at the end of a game when their team is down by two and they turn around and they're able to get a lucky double or a triple kill off somebody when they didn't do shit for the most of the game. You know, because that that would suck that, you know, those kind of games suck when you're winning and all of a sudden somebody, somebody else on the other team gets a good, a real good power drop like that. And they're able to take you out. And then you look at the end of the game, you're like, that that guy went like negative 11, you know? And so, you know, that, so that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. So, you know, the thing that I mentioned then again, just puts at least some structure back in the game. So he liked that idea. Uh, There was uh, other people that chimed in as well. Uh, So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Zach? Well, I mean, my feeling is
1: that with competitive settings, the randomness definitely needs to be taken out of it. Absolutely. There There shouldn't be, like, any, like, guy who you face that has, like, just a random shotgun when there's no shotgun on the map. Like sure. what, what was nice about the other games is that when like you and your team knew when you picked up the rockets, when they were coming back right, and that you needed to get to that area and set up in that area to get that power weapon and then move on to the next
0: strategy. And it was, that was the only power weapon on the map. Yeah. Yep. I'd love to see I, that come back too. Mind you. If, if,
1: and this is a big, if, if they do want to keep infinity and like the ordinance drops, which I hope they do away with completely, yes, the tiered thing is a good a good idea.
0: Right. Yeah. That's but- see. That's what I'm thinking is is because I think you know I think we all kind of know by now that that what's in the game isn't necessarily going to go away. It just will probably be altered. Just like uh, a lot of people wanted to see. Armor abilities go away for Halo Four. They didn't go away. In fact, we got more of them, and we got support upgrades. So uh, you can pretty much count on you know infinity drops or ordnance drops not going away. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, I know there are people that want it to be as vanilla as possible, to be you know the the core of what Halo is. And again, and and I'm with you. You know, um, I certainly would like to see that, but. Because all these things have been added in, it's pretty safe to assume that they're not going to just completely take them out. So they may alter them, uh, and that's why I threw in my idea of uh, of the tiered weapons. So, you know, it, it doesn't completely do away with it, so it allows 343 to still have them in, but at least it adds some kind of structure. Because essentially, you're not going to see those, those power weapons uh, in the game until much later in the game, if at all. Yeah. So, you but know... Here's here's what I hope, is that
1: one, ranked and social, needs to happen. Oh, absolutely. Like a clear distinction between... Paramount. Paramount for the the next game. this is what we've been talking about ever since we've been doing the podcast. That's the one thing that the next game has to have regardless. Mm -hmm. And and the other thing is that if they're going to have infinity, like ordinance drops and stuff, I think they should keep it out of ranked. Absolutely.
0: I positively agree with you. Yep. Rank, needs to, rank, to me, needs to be the core Halo experience that we've known all along. Yeah, who can shoot better?
1: Yep. That's it. Yeah,
0: that's and terrific. who can shoot better and who utilizes the map and the tactics better? Yeah, as opposed exactly. to, you know, who gets a lucky random drop and, you know, they get rockets and then they can blow you away when you didn't know they were even on the map.
2: Yeah, Look, you know. I mean I mean I mean essentially it's team throwdown like they have in Halo four now, but more specific and standalone than what they have
0: currently. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. just but not just team throwdown, mind you. Because no, I gotta no, no, be honest course. with you, I mean, I've played no, less I've than a handful that. of games in that game in that game type, uh in that playlist because Woo! First of all, it's got a, it's got a small amount of people to play in it, and most of the people that do are pretty damn good. So yeah. I would like to see the rank and social come back like it was in Halo Three. Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, definitely. because there were there were plenty of playlists in in both parts that you know when you go into ranked, you could play Team Slayer, Team SWAT. Um, uh a btb objective and you could play those same games equivalent in social that weren't with rank so uh and the thing was is there was such a big community that there was never a worry about playlists being too down too far low so oh by the way that um oh wait go ahead you guys if you got anything else to, to say on that because i got something i want to add on that
2: I was just going to say. I mean, I mean, the, the best thing about Halo 3's matchmaking system, the numerical factor, the one to fifty, at times was so unforgiving. You know, you Yeah. <laughs> it was all based. You, you got, what was that thing they used to say? You got you got locked to a number. Rank, locked. Think, rank locked. Yeah, yeah, you got rank locked. Like, Good rank, rank locked. Uh, <laughs> I, got rank I knew it locked well. Locked at about thirty-eight, I think. Yeah. For for most of the time, um, but. To go back to having that, I mean, they tried to bring it in with Halo 4. They'll have that from the get-go, I believe, for, for the next Halo game because of how much the community wanted it. And it took so long they lost that, right. that core competitive scene at the beginning because there was no instant gratification with right. the numerical value and how good you are. Right. So I think they'll bring that in the least, but the next
0: one—you you uh, uh, have uh, to hope so. Social. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up too, because that was another conversation that I had uh, this week on Twitter uh, about uh, you know having that instant instant gratification of a number. Uh, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is now, folks. So whether you like it or not. That's how gamers want to be able to play this. They want to see that they succeeded not just in winning the game but yeah. in ranking up and they want that and they want that number next to their name and you want to, you the, want to be able to you when you 're playing a game and
2: when you're a matchmaker and you 're in the lobby, you want the other team to go holy crap we're we're coming out against four fifties and yeah a, and exactly a or, you know you exactly know I mean? it's an instant it's an instant fear right. knowing that most of the time. without boosting that you are actually that good right or or if you're going
0: against another team that's of like numbers you know you're going to have a good competitive match or you at least expect to you know Um, you see a team full of staff captains then you're like yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, time to own yeah right (laughs) but no but see the 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 point is is um you know and and i'm one one of them as well I really enjoy that reward of seeing that number go up. Conversely, when you do poorly and the number goes down, you're like, "Son of a bitch, I got to play better next time." And that keeps you motivated to keep playing cuz you don't want to lose that number. And that's okay, exactly. you know, yeah. that as much as people say, "Oh, it's just a number." True. It is just a number but if you're vested in the game as much as many of we Halo fans are that number means a lot to you that you know that shows your level of skill uh, uh your level of um of teamwork and other things along the go with that so uh you know it's kind of a badge of honor in a sense um and that's something okay. that we want and i definitely think it should come back Absolutely.
2: I I think the best way of of thinking about it is when you're playing a ranked game and you know you've got, you just had two wins. You know, either one more win, you're going to go up that number, or uh, knowing that even in the second or third place is going to, like, just get you that much closer to going up that one number. It keeps you motivated to play just one more game. Uh, Yeah, exactly. There's nothing uh, from Reach or Halo 4 that makes you go, you know what, I'm only two more games away from getting to another level. I'm going to I'm just going to have a couple more games, just a couple right. more, and then I'll be
0: there. <laughs> now, I mean, there there actually was, but it's not ranked. It, was, yeah. it, it wasn't ranked as in your number rank. It was ranked as in your Spartan rank, which is definitely yeah. different. And the difference is even there between those two games, at least in Halo Reach, it took forever to get the uh, Inheritor for some. And in fact, many of my friends still never have reached the Inheritor. I was one of those few that, you know, I played a lot, and I reached it at like nine months, which for Reach was really fast. Whew. But, damn, yeah, but the thing is, is even then, that's nine months, you know, even, and that's fast. But you looked at Halo 4, you know, again, for me, I played it, you know, and I, and I did use some double XP for it. And I hit 130, which is the highest you can get in 40 days after launch. And then after that, you're like, well, okay, what do I do now? That's why, you know, commendations were something else that came into play later on. So we need to have that ranked number. For ranked, and we can still have the Spartan rank in there, you know, and that can, you know, that can be for just social, that can be for all the games you played, whatever, you know, um, you know. So this way, you know, it still gives some kind of reward for those who aren't as skilled. Uh, you know, and might not go into rank. They know they can still play social and at least gain Spartan rank that way. And through Spartan rank is where you can, you know, unlock um, armor, armor skins, weapon skins, that kind of stuff. So you know, there's still some reward then, no matter which kind you play, whether it's ranked or social or both. So you know, what I really like to see return. What's that?
1: Is the is the playlist rank from Halo Three? Like after right. that title update? Yeah, um, they had like the. Um, you could be a lieutenant in this playlist, or you could be like a you know, general there were people, or yeah. There were people who well, were five star generals, and like team Slayer, yeah. And social uh, did they
2: bring that? Didn't they bring that for Halo Four? But the fact the problem was that it was all offline stuff. You had to access, not on your
0: console. That's it, the problem, though. We don't want to yeah. have to do that no, offline. Exactly, we don't exactly. want to have to. Yeah. We don't have to either. Want to look at our smartphone? We don't want to have to go to dashboard. We don't have to want to have to go to our computer. We want to see it in the game right then and there. And, you know, yes, that causes more coding for them to do, but, you know, we've said this before in the podcast, you know, it was already in the game that that's out six years ago. So why don't we have it now? You know what? And when you think
2: <laughs> about it, that's what that other game, you know, Call of Duty has. Call of Duty actually has that instant gratification by their prestige levels. When you go on the Call of Duty, you prestige, you see a symbol, And you know that's an instant
0: gratification um, that Halo just doesn't have. So we can hope. (laughs) We can hope. We can hope. All right, let's move on then to uh, this is a pretty cool topic here. Okay, Uh, so we know uh, about the Halo TV show only from E3 last year. We know that Steven Spielberg is the executive producer for it. But we haven't really heard much about that since. However, there have been two things that have come up in this week uh, that have given us at least a little tidbit of information. Um, Zach, was it you that brought up the director? Because I want one of you two to bring up that part of it. Um, I think it was me. The um, Okay, go Neil, ahead. The
2: uh, Neil Blomkamp, um, right. the District 9 and Elysium, right. the giant Halo rip-off that Elysium was, um, <laughs> has been linked to doing and directing the Halo TV series. Now, the interesting thing about that is Neil Blomkamp and the District 9 set, that was around when the original Halo movie rumour years ago, when 2007 or eight, I believe it was, when that first came out. They actually did the District 9 set as a part of the so-called Halo set. Right. And they turned it into District 9 after that. So, the fact that he's got a long standing relationship with um, rumors and the Halo universe and Microsoft
0: right. um, <clears throat> could
2: be a legitimate.
0: Knees. Let, let, let me add on to that okay so yeah he he was tapped to be the director for a so-called halo movie that was going to be produced by peter jackson who we all That's know right. from uh, you know from the lord of the rings uh, movies uh, and you know and i tell you what having those two in it especially after seeing district 9 uh, i yeah. think bomb camp would be a great choice for a director and of course we all know uh, uh, what peter jackson can bring to the table so the movie would have been great and in fact i just read um uh, a recent article that Blomkamp said that he would still be interested in doing a movie, a Halo movie, but the big issue is that uh, with the tight control that Microsoft wants it, wants on it, um, he isn't given enough creative freedom and it would be very difficult for him to do that kind of a movie because there's 150 other people that are in on this that want to do the creative direction of it. Uh, So I can understand that part of it. And the thing is too, with Halo already having uh, pre-existing lore and a long, you know, history um, he doesn't really get the opportunity to tell uh, a fresh story. He could retell the stories that we know uh, from a slightly different angle, but that, uh, you know, that's really kind of been frowned upon of late in in you know, uh, by, by fans of movies because we're kind of sick and tired of seeing uh, the same old ideas rehashed, you know. Uh, you don't want to see reboots. You don't want to see, you know, a movie remade. And in this case, uh, as much as some of us fans would like to see, um, you know, Halo 1 made as a movie or Halo 2 or Halo 3, the point is, is we can still go back and play those games. So a movie really isn't going to give us anything more, per se, other than just to see it done in real life. So uh, he wants to have that creative freedom to bring something new to Halo, and Microsoft isn't really willing to give him that. Now, because we've heard, though, the rumor that Blomkamp may be the director at least of the first episode, <coughs> pardon me, uh, That does, that does give you... Uh, a little bit of uh, uh, a pause there and, and wondering, you know, is there a change in philosophy or thinking with regards to creative direction? So uh, I think that it's exciting news. Hopefully it's true. Uh, Because again, you know, if you've got Blomkamp and now instead of Jackson, you have Steven Spielberg, who we all know is, you know, uh, just a fantastic director, producer, and he's got, you know, Oscars and a long list of, you know, uh, blockbusting movies. Um, You put those two together for a TV show, and I think we would definitely have a bona fide hit there. Amen. (laughs) All right, so... Uh, along this, uh, along the lines of this, uh, earlier in the week, uh, a lot's been happening this last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, earlier sure. in the week, I um, I was talking with an actor friend of mine who I'm going to keep their name uh, uh, under wraps at the moment, but uh, trust me, they Come on. they're not nah, nah, can't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't you know I don't want any backlash on them, uh, you know, for what I'm going to disclose here. Uh, but uh, I've already wrote uh, the article on uh, my blog about this. But um, they told me, uh, well, I should say this, that I asked them uh, if they had looked into uh, the Halo TV show. And they said that uh, all they know about the show is that part of it takes place 20 years prior uh, from the Forward Unto Dawn miniseries that came out. Uh, You know, just prior to Halo 4 being released. And then it also jumps to uh, a time that's much later. So they didn't really go into the much later time aspect of it. So I don't know how much later that is or what that could possibly mean. But I did take the first uh, line of what they said about it being 20 years prior uh, to the events of The Forward to Dawn, and looked more into the lore, you know, of what was happening at that time in Halo, and came up with four theories. So, while I'm talking about this, guys, if you guys uh, want to go onto the site there, and uh, so you can kind of, you know, read along a little bit. I'm not going to read this word for word, but I'm going to give some points about it. Uh, But you'll see the article that I have there uh, that's, uh, it's, I I titled it The Halo TV Show and My 4 intertwining Theories. Okay, so... First of all, let's kind of do some of the math here. Um, the Ford End Dawn series uh, takes place in the year 2529. Uh, we know this for a couple of reasons. Uh, Tom Lasky was born in 2510. And he was 19 at the time that he was a freshman at Corbulo Military Academy. So 19 plus 2510 gives you 2529. By the way, Master Chief was born uh, after Tom Lasky, believe it or not. In fact, Lasky was born uh, April 15th, 2509. Uh, Master Chief was born March 7th. uh, I'm sorry, not 09. Sorry, 2510 for Lasky. My apologies. And uh, Master Chief was born then on March uh, 7th of uh, 2511. So he's, you know, however many months that was, about seven, eight months younger than Lasky. So from those two things, we know then that at least the early part of the story will not be about Lasky. And it will also not be about Master Chief or any of the Spartans uh, currently. So who were the players then at this point? Uh, One big player in this would be uh, Admiral Preston Cole. Uh, He began uh, his um, uh, part in, in Halo roughly around uh, the twenty four ninety four twenty. actually it was about the 2489 year where he joined uh, the UNSC and he quickly went through the ranks, became an admiral and, for those of you that are not familiar with it, he's the man that came up with uh, the the Cold Protocol. And uh, what that is, by the way, it's it's a book, for one. You need to get it. You need to read it. Very good book. But what the Cold Protocol is, is it's a, a measure of action that if a UNSC vehicle, or vessel rather, is being attacked by a covenant vessel, and uh, they are in imminent danger of being um, destroyed or boarded, that they... One of one of a couple things, either they take a random jump somewhere, a slip space jump, and get away and I say random because the point of the cold protocol is to not allow the covenant to know the location of of any uh, human worlds, more specifically the core core worlds sorry, try to say that three times in a row, and then even more specifically <laughs> earth, so to do a random jump somewhere else, uh, throws the covenant off the scent if they don't have that opportunity to do that uh, and they know that they're going to be boarded or destroyed, then their their next option is they need to wipe clean the memory of, of the ship itself so that the Covenant cannot then uh, find out through the memory. Um, you know, this way, if they're boarded, well, okay, they're probably going to die. You know, so, you know, the UNSC's, People are going to die, uh, but at least the memory is not there. If the Covenant decides to destroy it instead of boarding it, they're not going to be able to search through the wreckage and pull the memory cores and find out again where Earth or any of the uh, you know, the worlds are at. So Preston Cole is, uh, at this point in 2509, uh, is certainly a big player uh, in all of this. Um, also, let me throw in here, too, you will, uh, you will not see the Spirit of Fire ship, which... Possibly. Um, It would be kind of cool because obviously we're the Spirit of Fire podcast, but in the year 2509, the Spirit of Fire was still at that point a uh, a colonizing ship. It didn't become part of the UNSC until uh, 2520 and... Well, I'm giving you guys a lot of lore and history here. In 2520, (laughs) yeah, in 2520, the last civilian captain of the Spirit of Fire retired, and it was very shortly thereafter that uh, the UNSC requisitioned it to become a uh, a military vessel. So they had to do a bunch of retrofitting and all that kind of things to it to make it a military vessel. So you know, with that being in 2520, we know that we're not going to see the Spirit of Fire as a military vessel. However, I was talking with my uh, one of my other friends, Penn's Halo, and um, he, he mentioned this as an Easter egg. It would be cool to maybe see it, you know, in space in the distance. You know, we, it's got a very specific profile. Uh, so, you know, we'd know as Halo fans if we saw it it'd be like, hey, that's a Spirit of Fire because there were very few colonial ships out there or colonization ships, I should say, out there. So it would be kind of cool to see that. Uh, so, again, Preston Cole uh, is one particular character that we may see. He could be a main character, certainly, because of his role, or certainly a good supporting character uh, as in, he could be at HQ and then the other players, uh, the other, you know, the other characters could interact with him, uh, be that through holograms or, you know, however else. Okay. So the next theory then, and this is big, is the insurrectionists. We know at this time, uh, that, um, the UNSC were battling insurrectionists on, uh, on colony worlds. And, uh, also at this time, the CNA, which is the Colonial Military Administration, uh, they were found out to be in league with, uh, rebel forces, uh, and, uh, as such, the UNSC essentially dismantled the CMA, uh, and by the year 2025, they were, the CMA, that is, uh, <clears throat> basically, meant nothing. So this could be, uh, in some of the high points of what's going on between the UNSC and the colony worlds, you know, and the insurrectionists. Uh, so that could be exciting as well. And the thing of it is too, oh, and let me go back before I get a little further into this again, 2509 is well before any interaction we have with the covenant. So we know the covenant will not be part of the early part of the story. Okay. And Again, my buddy Penn Taylor, I believe it was, I think it was him, pointed out that that's actually kind of a good thing because it means there'll be less they have to worry about special effects trying to be, bring aliens into this. So they'll be able to get, you know, more quality stuff done just by having human cast, okay? So the Insurrectionists, then, is where this comes into play, where it's UNSC versus Insurrectionists. So we can see the both sides playing out. Maybe we'll get characters from both sides that'll be main characters. Okay, so that's theory number two. The third theory... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead.
2: You know, you know who else is in that sort of time era? Sergeant John. Then uh, that's exactly what I was getting baby. to.
0: That's exactly what I was getting to. as a good segue because that's the third. Of my theories, the third of the theory is the Orion Project, uh, and again, for those of you that don't know, the Orion Project was the uh, the Super Soldier program that happened before uh, the Spartan Two program that Halsey uh, led up. But so the Orion Project, uh, Johnson was known to be in that project, uh, so he is considered to be an un- Orion, um, and uh, you know he's a badass, you know. And uh, now the thing is, is the Orion Project itself. Um, uh, at that time point, it's actually a little before 2509, it was actually 2506 was the end of the, uh, the Orion project. Actually, that was the second go around, uh, that, uh, the UNSC, uh, had with the Orion project, but at that point, you know, okay, so maybe they go back a little bit further than 2509, they go to 2506 and we see Sergeant Johnson, you know, and, uh, um, you know, we get his early career. That would be very cool. You know, I think Johnson would be uh, another great character to explore in his early years as well. Um, again, if not a main character, he would certainly be a great supporting or recurring character as well. All right, then let's get to the last one. And this is the one that I believe is probably the most plausible because you can really add everything else into it as well. Really, all of them can be jumped in on each other. And they can follow different stories within. But this is the one that I think holds the key. And that's Catherine Halsey. Okay, And I say that because she's still very much an important, an important player in Halo as a present. You know, and by that I mean uh, after Halo 4, you know, the events of Halo 4, what happened in Spartan Ops, and then we see what happens near the end of Spartan Ops and how, you know, she's still very much alive and, in fact, uh, may become an enemy of the state, so to speak. But to go to her early years, at this point in 2509, um, she is already developing the plan for the spartan 2 program now by the way again for those of you that don't know the reason why that was called the spartan 2 program there was never an official spartan 1 program however the orion project was retconned to be the spartan 1 program so that's why she called this the spartan 2 program okay so in 2509 she's uh developing uh you know what they need to do for the spartan 2 program So we can certainly see that going on. Uh, She's on Reach at this point. So we can see Reach, which would be great. Uh, And then um, the thing is, is, you know, that could be, if not 2509, 2510, uh, you know, uh, which that's again where she's on Reach. That's when it really starts to come together. Um, We could see then in either later in the season if they uh, if they want to kind of move it up pretty fast pace, they can uh, we we can then bring in. uh, Jacob Keyes, who we know as the captain of the Pillar of Autumn from the original Halo, uh, and at uh, th- this point he's only a lieutenant, so we can then see where where both Halsey and Keyes are uh, going to recruit the children. And by the children, we mean those that they eventually kidnap and then bring into the the Spartan program. And, of course, that means we finally would get to meet John 117, otherwise known as Master Chief, as a kid, and then see them going through their training. So there's a lot of things that could go on here. Again, uh, the reason why I'm looking at Halsey is because in the future story, depending on when they do this, If you look at Spartan Ops, Episode 9, it's called Key, okay? Uh, Key is referring to the Janus Key, and that's a forerunner key uh, that uh, it's split into two. At at present, the UNSC has half, uh, and technically, uh, it's Julem Dama that has the the other half, but he has Halsey on his ship, so you could say she has it. Okay, anyways, um, getting these two pieces together means that Halsey has an opportunity then to, uh, uh, learn the, uh, the locations of all Forerunner installations, not, not just Halo rings, not just the Ark or, or you know, or the lesser Ark, but all Halo installations. That would mean if there's other, uh, worlds out there like Requiem and so on. So having that knowledge, um, You know, right now we know as of the end of Spartan Ops, she wants to exact revenge. Whether that's specifically on those that ordered the hit on her, whether that's on the UNSC, or whether that's on humanity in general, we don't know. But it leaves a lot to wonder, and it would certainly be a good story. So that's what I'm thinking the future story is probably going to be about. And the good thing is, if it is, and and that show comes out before... Halo 5 or whatever they want to call the next game comes out it would be then a great lead-in or a tie-in to the game and that's what makes the most sense to me so what do you guys think about that (laughs) damn that yeah (laughs)
2: he's kind of that was very very awesome um so yeah Yeah, wasn't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think you pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I I dropped a lot on you there, didn't I? (laughs) Uh, uh, It's more, it's more. I think any one of those ideas could very well be exactly what it's going to be. The TV series is just so open to so many people. Mm -hmm. They can go so many different areas and directions. Yeah, I think, I think you're right with, with all your with all your predictions. I'm sure at some point they'll reference anything out of there that you just said. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting.
0: Definitely. So we'll see. You know, right now we don't have any word yet as to when the show uh, is going to come out, though I've got some feelers out. And uh, one very slight rumor, and believe me, it's just a rumor, is that uh, the show – would be coming out later this year. So, again, that would tie in then with the release of the next game. But that's just yeah. a rumor, and it's not founded. Uh, I cannot confirm that, so please uh, take that with a very big, thick grain of salt.
2: Would be would be good timing. I mean, considering they did fall Down to Dawn five weeks exactly. prior to Halo 4. Exactly. Um, which would be a cool idea to do with Halo 5. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's
0: what I'm but, thinking. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, do you guys have anything else to add with that? Because I kind of have something then that ties in with that. No, I'd,
1: uh, I'd say pretty well qualified for the next topic. <laughs> um, so uh,
2: can, go ahead. Can I, can, I, can I, just say one more thing before we go into this awesome bit of, um, info you're going to give us on the next, but how do you guys feel? This is, this is Hater related. I, I know we discussed it briefly over Twitter. So, um, the rumor about the Hello Two Anniversary by Larry Herb
0: and the um, Oh yeah, the Isle and the I Love Bees. Bees, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's uh, it's quite possible. Uh, the only thing is, personally, I. Personally, I don't want to see it happen, not because I don't like Halo 2, but because I really, really want 343's effort and direction to be on the next Halo game for several reasons. This next Halo game must absolutely be the best Halo game of all of them, and it can't just be good enough or better than them all. It has to freaking knock that shit out of the atmosphere because if it doesn't, Halo is really going to go downhill, and the Xbox One is going to take a hit on their marquee uh, franchise. This is the thing, though.
2: I I believe now, probably more than ever, I think Halo 2 Anniversary is already done and finished. There's something that was said like a couple of months ago um, in in some of the write-ups and uh, how 342 was saying, we know where we went wrong. We're have we've got we, we're confident where we're going with um, other projects, and we've learned a lot from them in, in sort of the finished product. Right. I, I honestly believe that anniversary is done and dusted, if, if not in sort of the final month or two. Yeah. So it shouldn't take away anything from the next auto. No, it probably already has.
0: Right. Well, here's, here's, here's <laughs> the a thing. thing we can at least compare with that. Uh, with Halo CE anniversary, Uh, we do know that most of the work was actually done by another uh, studio. So, and they just, uh, 343 just had to do uh, consultation, from what I understand. So, you know, yes, if if Halo 2 is being uh, done as an anniversary project, then again, you would have to hope then that another studio is doing that. Not because I don't want 343 to do it, but because again, I want them to be more focused on the next game in the series, as opposed to Uh, a reissue or, 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 you know, a newer version of it, of a a previous game. What about this theory? What about this theory? I
1: thought about this the other day when I saw that poster that Dion tweeted. Yeah. Um, What if that this year they release Halo 2 Anniversary with, like, CEA, an updated, not updated, but a little bit fresher version of matchmaking? Mm Mm-hmm. Catered to Halo Two, and then oh, I love it. the year later, they release Halo Five, giving be them awesome make- giving them extra time to make sure that it's like Sal said the best
0: Halo of all time. Um,
1: I see. Oh, yeah,
0: I see where you're coming from. No, listen, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, my thinking though is Halo CE anniversary, while it was fun. Um, if it's, if Halo 2 Anniversary is done the same way, it's just not going to be enough. If they, if they make Halo 2 Anniversary, and you have to assume then that it's probably only going to be for the Xbox One, um then they are going to have dedic- they they would have to have dedicated matchmaking for that and then you think well is it a step backwards that they're going to halo 2 matchmaking might they bring in you know armor abilities and other things like that and if they do that then they destroy what halo 2's matchmaking was if they make it the halo 2 matchmaking that we that we know then you have to say well then they're rehashing a game. So some people might enjoy that. And in fact, there are a lot of fans that would love to see Halo 2 come back out again. Uh, but, you know, again, the idea is that reissuing or rehashing a game, uh, as as with movies as well, isn't really uh, that well received by everybody. And would that be enough to bring back uh, the core audience or the core fans uh, that played it before, and then would that carry over to Halo 5? I, I have to honestly say, I don't think that it would be enough. So maybe maybe we see it, I could see it possibly being that Halo 2 would be something big that they would talk about the anniversary in um, at E3 with tidbits of Halo 5 or whatever they're going to call the next game. And then maybe... Um, to kind of buffer Destiny, which comes out in September, they could probably bring out Halo 2 then, and um, the matchmaking part of that, if they're going to have that... Um, Maybe that they could have for both the 360 and the one or one or the other. Maybe, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, what I could actually see happening is, is they could have it for both. But then with the Halo 1 aspect of it, uh, if they do have Halo 5 come out later in the year, in November as we expect it to come out, uh, that the Halo 2 anniversary matchmaking could actually be tied into that as well so that you would have all those maps from Halo 2 uh, be available in Halo Five's matchmaking.
2: Yeah, You know what would be amazing? No, I just suddenly thought of this. Imagine if they did a joint Halo 2 anniversary with Halo 5 as a part of a special edition that if you buy Halo 5, you get the Halo 2 campaign. anniversary campaign. Or yeah. uh, that way you wouldn't have to worry about matchmaking. It's just not it. Even though the matchmaking was awesome, that's what I'd probably play the most. Yeah. But imagine how much value for money that would be Sure. When you're going out to buy Halo Five, that would be awesome. Yeah,
0: that would be great then. Yeah, if you get like, yeah, you get a special edition of it that it includes that. It also includes maps remastered for uh for the xbox one that would be playable you know it would be halo 2 maps that would be playable in halo 5's matchmaking now that i definitely think would be great because then not only would you have you know probably 10 maps from halo 5 but you'd also have several maps from halo 2 that they could bring in as well to matchmaking now that would be a very cool prospect that's something i yeah i could definitely get behind that that would be awesome. I think. I think that the the fact that
2: that, and when you think about the marketing aspect as well, because you know that they're doing. I I on I I, how do you say it? Not nine percent sure they're doing it in Halo two anniversary. Uh-huh. Um, this is me obviously, but um, you'd have to start marketing it now. Like they kind of have hopefully, to come out like in June or July. Yeah. Right? I don't know, but that's around E3 when that would be to, highly up for five. So right. I reckon it'd be a cool idea.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, as we know, the, um, you know, as far as getting information from uh, 343, it's a very slow bleed. You know, <laughs> we don't, uh, <laughs> we get scraps here and there, and that's about it. So you got to take what you can get. For sure. All right. Let me move on then. Um, uh Moving away from Halo 2, but back to what I was talking about uh, with all the lore that I had mentioned with regards to the TV show, uh, there is a, uh, a position with 343 for a franchise writer, and uh, the duties of this essentially would be uh, to keep the continuity of the uh, the franchise, you know, all the books, the games, the comics, all that stuff, uh, all of that Uh, has to make sense. So you basically, the person that would get the job would be one of those that would be responsible for keeping everything uh, within the story and the lore uh, making sense with one another. Uh, So that would be, that would mean uh, having interaction with the authors, uh, with uh, uh, the writers of the game itself, who knows, maybe even doing some of the actual writing for that, uh, as well as maybe writing short stories and so on. So, uh, to add, so The reason why I bring this up is that I'm actually applying for that position. So it's my hopes that, you know, with my knowledge of the lore, which hopefully, you know, came through in this story that we just talked about with the title of TV show, yeah. um, just as an example, um, you know, that the, my knowledge of the lore, the 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 website, the podcast, and all the other things that I've done over the last few years – uh, i hope is enough to be taken seriously um without going into it they do have another special thing that you need to do to qualify for this position and uh, and i've already done that uh and have that ready to go as well so uh so we'll see what happens um i'll be applying for this tomorrow and if i hear anything uh and i and i'm allowed to talk about it because of course uh as you know uh, when it comes to three four three and more specifically Microsoft, they're very heavy on NDAs and that that's a that's a non disclosure agreement. Uh, if I'm able to talk about anything, I will. If not, well, then you won't know until you know until it's allowed to be said. So you know we'll, we'll see. Um, just uh, I hope I hope you all wish me luck on uh, that. You know how badly <laughs> oh, I want work yeah. for him. Definitely, good luck, man. Just, we'll be pulling uh, for you. Just sending that that soundbite of the. Uh TV show theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, I'm going to allude to that in, uh, in, uh, the uh, application. So that'll be part of it anyways. But, uh, yeah, so there's that now, uh, that, uh, that's something that's very hopeful, but in the meantime, uh, uh whether or not I am getting that position, uh, I do have something else in the works for June. Now, that is contingent upon the position. If I were to get the position with 343, then uh, then what I'm going to talk about won't happen because there would be a conflict of interest there. So if I don't get the position with 343, what I have planning, I just started planning that earlier this week. Boy, again, this week has been very busy. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just started planning uh, the Halo Fan for Life uh, second anniversary. Well, even though it's not really the second anniversary of Halo Fan for Life, it's a second anniversary land. But it's not going to be just a land. It's going to be much more than a land. Um, I'm actually looking to make this more like a mini convention. Uh, and by that, it means that I'll be running out of hall. Uh, I'm going to have uh, at least 8, if not 16, uh, Xboxes and screens there to have a real tournament. Uh, and that, that means real prize money, which means that, of course, I have to look into uh, if I need to have any kind of a business permit or license for that. So there's a lot of things that I have to do uh, to get this going. Also, uh, I've started uh, contacting other uh, Halo communities out there to see if they would be interested in having a booth to display uh, information about their sites as well. So, again, the idea is to have a, a mini-convention um of, uh, of other Halo communities as well, uh, and holding a big tournament, you know. And uh, I, I'm, I've already uh, contacted Mega about it. Uh, they're the makers, of course, uh, of Halo Mega Blocks, uh, and uh, we'll see if we, we can get anything from that. I've also contacted 343. I've mentioned this to uh, BS Angel as well as Ghost Yami. In fact, uh, Ghost Yami has kind of alluded to if he was available that he'd like to be able to make it out there to that again. So that would be fantastic if he, if he could make it out there, especially because he is officially 343 now. So that would really be cool. And so, he's got to see his girlfriend at Primani's. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> girlfriend that wants his Kilbasa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll bring her in as a special guest for him. I don't know. (laughs) No, 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 I'm joking. Anyways. So, anyways, um, so you'll hear more about that in the coming months. Again, I I just started planning this, and it's not going to happen until uh, June. Right now, the date is penciled in as the 21st of June. Uh, I don't expect that to change. That is um, E3 happens, uh, I believe it's the... 12th through the 14th, maybe somewhere, or the 10th through the 12th of June. So it's not the weekend right after E3, it's the weekend following that. So it gives a little time for those people that have gone to E3 to recover and then, you know, hopefully make it up to uh, uh, the Halo uh, fan for life. Event as well. Now I do have a name for this. That's not going to be called Halo Fan for Life, uh, Land or or Convention. Uh, although Halo Fan for Life will be considered the parent company to this. Um, but I'm not going to release the name for this yet because again I need to uh, look into business licenses and getting the name copyrighted and so on. So again, when I get that uh, that nailed down and official. Uh, I will release that information, so the good thing is is that we definitely have some things to look forward to, and i 'll be able to give you uh, little updates here and there uh, as things progress towards that event in June again though, just to reiterate if i 'm lucky enough to get the position with three four three, then that event in june wouldn 't be able to happen because uh, they basically you know it 's basically that you know you can 't have something halo related outside of your position with, uh, well, with 343. For instance, this is a good example. Uh, BS Angel, uh, before she became part of 343, she had her blog, which was called Hottie McBloggy. And she covered Halo. That was, I think she said it was like 60% of her blog and she essentially had to stop writing for it. Um, it's still up, but it hasn't had a post on it since she, um, became part of 343. And that's the same thing that would happen with me as well. Not only would the event in June, um, not go on, but I would also have to, um, stop halo fan for life now is that forever I don't know uh, maybe I could sell it to somebody who knows but we'll see uh, that's a whole other story it's a whole lot of other ground to cover uh, you know some other time so you know like I said just wish me luck and in, in any event whether it's three four three or a big event in June there's certainly some big things uh, coming down the road for halo fan for life and all you all you folks out there that are uh, fans and listeners and readers of the blog um, that's all I have to cover uh Martin and Zach, do you have anything else you want to add in? And give your shout-outs too. Zach. Uh no, I think that's uh I think that's about
1: it. Again, uh congratulations to Ghost Yami. Definitely, definitely uh deserving of that position for sure. Absolutely um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a long time coming, but uh I'm glad it happened, you know.
0: Right. And you want to give your shout out for Twitter? Yeah, come uh, come find me on Twitter. It's uh, at the Halo Array. No spaces or underscores or anything. Just all words. Nope, just one word: the Halo Array. All or right.
1: There might be a space. No, my mention is the Halo Array. So okay. <laughs> and uh, Martin. Yeah, you can follow me at the the Halo Opinion.
2: All one word. Um, I guess anything I have to say is Omaha and. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I think um once again just goes to show how how good they have a community is. We're still hanging in there everywhere in the dark times uh, are dark and but we're still trying to find the good the good news and information out there.
0: Right.
2: Um but yeah, no. Good job and and um good luck, Sal.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate Doing that. Best. I appreciate that. All right, fellows. Well, uh, we are just about an hour and a half. That's actually a pretty good time for us there. It's not too long, not too short. Uh, I want to thank both of you fellows for, uh, for joining me again. It was a long time, uh, in coming since our previous podcast and hopefully we can do another one very soon. Uh, thank, thanks again to, uh, all of you folks out there. And I want to give just a special little shout out to all of the recent folks who have followed me on Twitter. I have now finally hit that 500 follower mark on hey. Twitter. So that was, uh, that was pretty special. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily about numbers, but still it's pretty cool. You know, it's still kind of cool. So I have to thank all of you, all of you that have followed me for a long time, as well as all of you who have recently started following me, uh, that I finally hit that number. So, again, thanks. And, um, well, until the next time, um, this is Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life. Uh, thanks again. And we are out of here.